we're gonna get into it in the show, but I do love that wrestling has been so bad lately that it just forced Dylan to not. It just forced <laughs> Dylan to be like, no, guys, I just can't. It forced all of us last week to say we can't. Yeah. The apathy is strong. We are we are riding that struggle bus. There's some of this stuff I'm excited I should be excited about. But Dynamite I was good. Dynamite it was good. good. The ending was amazing. Why? And here we are. And here we are. Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling, and I'm the man who's going to be celebrating RVD's entry into the Hall of Fame in my own special way later tonight, Scotty Moore! <laughs> I'm Blake Tanner. And that's how Blake's <laughs> celebrating the great Kali going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I really hope oh. during, like, the oh, video package where everyone has to be like, oh, they were so iconic. I remember them coming out to the ring. I hope there is a shot of Rome and he's just like, man, great Kali in the Hall of Fame. It just makes sense. I mean, he's got the... He's got the... He's got the... Yeah. Let's just start with that. The Hall of Fame this year is buck wild. I don't know why. Well, firstly... They're having to do two Hall of Fames because they didn't do last year's. I forgot about that. Uh, the The Hall of Fame, to me, at this point, is such a non-entity. Like, I'm happy for the people that go in, but once I get past the announcements, like, that's that's it. I'm done. Yeah, like, uh, Kane's was nice. Undertaker called T Kane and was like, hey, bud, you're going in the Hall of Fame, which... Yep. Taker's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? Is he? Did Kane go into the Hall of Fame before Taker did? That would be fucking great. I think it, yeah, I think it is. Uh, but it's them, it's Titus O'Neil, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a it's, Warrior Award. Titus is yeah. getting the Warrior Award. Titus, who I actually think is a really good choice for the Warrior Award based off of its original uh, intent. I mean... Warrior sucked as a person, but that doesn't mean his award has to. Well, no, the the original intent for the Warrior Award, and this is why I get mad about it every year, is that Warrior wanted... It's to be for backstage people. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, he wanted like, it to be for, like, the writers, but then they quickly changed that up. Think about what Titus O'Neil has been doing, and I'm like, yeah. Because he does a lot of outreach stuff, so he doesn't... He, build, he helps build the brand, so he works behind the scenes to, like make shit happen nowadays yeah. pretty much so uh, it's more on the right track at least in addition william shatner's going in there um molly holly bischoff yeah i could see bischoff rvd i i guess it's because like i'm I, we're getting old blake tanner because now like names that i remember seeing regularly like RVD and Kane are going in, and so it's just kind of God. dark now. I don't want to think ab about that. Ha Wait, did you double up? Are you <laughs> double fisting? You hear him right, son. That's oh, all I shit. can do tonight. Um, so that's one of the things. Uh, also, 
uh, just a little bit. This is a preview of my heel of the week. But hey, you remember probably one of my favorite things about Mania in recent years, the arm bar, the Andre Memorial yeah. Battle Royal. Um, I love it. It's not on WrestleMania. It's going to be on SmackDown the night before WrestleMania. Scotty, I'm not looking at the notes right now, and I need you to tell me if you're lying or not. I'm not lying. It's going to be on SmackDown. I'm looking at your fucking face right now, and you're (laughs) telling me that, like, one of the more interesting things, the thing that gets people WrestleMania paychecks, where you get to see all the fun moments on WrestleMania, isn't gonna be on WrestleMania. The thing that was... The first one was WrestleMania 30, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Cesaro picking up that big, big boy. Yeah. It was Cesaro. It was like one of the integral watershed moments of me watching wrestling. I guess it's because, like, last year they didn't do it because they were like, we probably shouldn't have over 30 people Mm -hmm. in one confined space for a short time. But, like, the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, no, just throw it on SmackDown, that just shows how little they care about it. And the people who win it see Cesaro. Mojo Rawley, Baron yeah. Corbin, who's apparently now uh, Hurt Business adjacent, which means nothing because they broke up the don't fucking Don't talk to hurt. me about the Hurt Business. Don't fucking... Even Batista, who is like, oh yeah, I don't watch a ton of wrestling anymore, I try to keep up with it, came out on Twitter and said, who in their right minds would break <laughs> up the Hurt Business? They-, they were one of the, like, yeah, they had stinkers every once in a while, but no, Hurt mm-hmm. Business was a good legitimate stable like it had been so long since we had had a legitimate stable like i seem to remember their start being slow but they had some real fucking bangers and they were good together yeah uh in addition we're getting rhea ripley debuting against oscar which okay 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 i mean I i was hoping they would save rhea for night after mania that would have been the big pop. Raw mm-hmm. after Mania, Rhea comes out. It would have been a great. But it's okay for her to come out and just be like, well, Charlotte's pregnant, maybe. I don't know. Let's have us a fight at Mania. Mania. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. I just want to say, like, I... What ha- what has happened over the last year to wrestling that they're just, like, so... Uh, WWE specifically, that they're just so don't give a shit about timing anymore, it seems like. Oh, Like, they used to at least have a thing for making moments, but now even the moments they try to make are shit. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, fuck it, should we just get into Charlotte right now? Should we just get into that shit? Yeah, especially because uh, you probably got the whole story, and I've been hearing bits and pieces, and I'm just as confused as when all this started. So Andrade finally got his release, so in between the last episode where your heel was, they're not releasing Andrade to now, they finally got rid of him. Fun got fact, my wish. Uh, fun fact, he had COVID when they released him, which is just a double whammy of a fuck you from WWE. Hey, we're gonna that's, give you COVID. And then that's not the first this. time this has happened, is it? More than likely not, um, but he's done a lot of interviews since then, because Andrade, as we established in our last episode, don't give a fuck. Give a fuck, uh-huh. And he was discussing, like, why is Charlotte not on TV? Like, Charlotte was coming out, clearly setting up a feud with Asuka, but then they pulled her away, and according to Andrade, in Andrade's terms, they said she was pregnant, they pulled her from TV, 
This is the same doctor that told me I had COVID when I didn't and tested me positive for, like, substances I needed to take that weren't illicit, but still they banned me or whatever. And um, is this the is this the same doctor that told CM Punk not to worry about his back lump? Probably, I don't know. But uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's actual team put out a statement saying what Manny said about the pregnancy test in today's interview is true, but a significant amount of context is lost in translation because Char- Charlotte is a WWE person th- through and through. A few weeks ago, Charlotte received a call from medical telling her that her HCG levels had come back high and she was being medically suspended for pregnancy. That day, she took several home tests that all came back negative. A few days later, blood work and ultrasound confirmed there was no pregnancy. This was before any issues with COVID. She's currently medically clear. This put a lot in context for her, mainly how small a woman's career window is. The men are able to work well into their 50s while the women are seen as older in their early 30s even. For an athlete in her prime, these years mean everything. Her issue was with the process and how the information was relayed as opposed to the information itself. So yeah, it was just WWE being dipshits, and I would love if this is what got... Because, like, there are certain people that when they leave WWE, it's like, okay, Andrade, yeah, okay. If this made Charlotte leave, I'd laugh my ass off. I would laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, I feel like Charlotte's too company to do that, but fuck, man, if you lost Charlotte because of a, a miscommunication like that? Yeah. Oh. Also, like, how how do they tell her that she's, like, you're not cleared because pregnant? We We didn't really verify it, we just saw that a certain hormone level was too high, and also you're in your 30s. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, that is a thing, like, with the whole... It's getting better actively, but it's still not there yet um, in women's wrestling, like exactly what Charlotte said. And I agree with her on that 100%. And I'm just like, really, though? They're just like, oh, so you have a baby, you can't wrestle anymore, huh? Yeah. And th- Is that that's, the idea? That's the thing. If you had told me multiples of the matches, and once again, skipping ahead to my heel of the week multiple matches for Mania, like, three months ago, I would have been fucking excited. Like, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. Hell yes! And then you see the build-up, and it's just... What the fuck? Like, Undertaker Triple H is seen as an iconic match. The match is okay. It's a pretty good... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna Bret Hart it <laughs> and say it's a 4 out of 10, but, like... When you think about that match, you think about the build-up. You think about fucking ain't no graves gonna hold my body down. You think about them staring each other down and pointing to the mania sign. We've gotten none of that out of any of the storylines, and it's the That's worst. That's because half of these storylines were set up, like, what, two weeks ago? If not one week ago. Ago. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem, like... WWE used to be able to at least have a decent build from the Rumble onwards. Like, uh, up until uh, last year, maybe even the year before that, we were always, like, even we were saying on this show that, like, okay, we know this is when WWE turns it up, they kick it up to 11, because this is, like, when they need to build for Mania. They could at least build that long. It's like they've given up. Yeah, because, like, Last year's Mania, they had a lot of trouble. It still was fucking great because they built up amazing shit. 
Like, you were excited to see Cena versus Wyatt. You were excited to see... I'm not excited about any of it. <laughs> any of it I'm not excited about. And um, this week's Raw did not help because it says a lot when... I, I, I use cage side seats to, like, read recaps. It says a lot when even during the recap where they just have to be like, ah, yes, Lashley comes out and challenges so-and-so to a match. Even they were like, fuck this. Fuck this show so much. Because it was terrible. You read about Riddle, right? You read yeah, about yeah. that dumb piece of shit. Well, uh, no, I only I only saw what happened. Is there a backstory to it? Um, no, motherfucker so, just forgot his line. Oh. Just forgot his line. But apparently it was a it was a work. Uh, according to people online, that was a work. That happened. Bad bunny stone cold decked Miz. <laughs> like straight up cracked his jaw. <laughs> I like that. And then the end of the show, because like last week, Lashley put out a bounty on Drew's head, said if you can take out Drew, you get a match against Lashley for the title at Mania. And McIntyre just walked out like, all right, who wants to fight? Let's go. And then out Guess comes... Guess I'm doing an open challenge now. Oh, fuck it. And so out comes Ricochet. They have a match. And then out comes Ali, and they have a match. And you know, you know theater, rule of thirds. A third person has to come out. No. No, no one came out. It was just Lashley coming out like, Oh, I guess you beat them. You beat two people who have been in the mid-card, baby. It's me, Bobby Lashley. I'm going to put out a bounty on your head, but I'm only going to send two guys. Don't worry, <laughs> just two. Send a couple of guys. But wait a minute. Here's big boy Baron Corbin. Bam! And then Damn. they all took him out. So, like, that's setting up a, a Drew coming on SmackDown thing, which, yeah, SmackDown, I don't think SmackDown needs it. Although SmackDown is having its share of problems as well because this epic clash between old school and new, new school of Roman Reigns <laughs> versus Edge just got the ultimate monkey wrench thrown into it, which is Daniel Bryan being kind of an asshole. Which is... Honestly, my favorite thing going on in WWE right now. Um, well, for me, it, but it, it hints back to, and I, I know why you like it, because like your entry to wrestling was 30. It was Daniel Bryan inserting himself into a triple threat, winning the title. And that buildup was amazing because they- Well, yeah, yeah, there was a lot more buildup to that one. This one just feels like, hey, guys, I don't know if we want to pull the pin on, like, people- People, we, we accidentally teased Edge versus Brian, and now if we don't do that, we're gonna be so fucking screwed. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they could, if they had just focused on Roman uh, Edge, they could have fixed it. Or even better, after Fastlane, Edge challenges Brian to a match. Hey, both of the, this could be both of our last WrestleManias. Let's see who's going to go in and face him. And then on that SmackDown, they face off, and then Roman waits for them at WrestleMania. And then, of course, Edge wins. They build a storyline there. But no, they just throw Daniel in. And this is like a worse version of the Yes Movement storyline because that storyline was all about the fans. And it was all about, like, literally them swarming the ring and saying, this is our fucking guy. This is who we want. And, like... Yeah, I'd love to see Daniel Bryan in that spot again, but also, no, it doesn't work. Is it, so if it's an inferior version of the Yes Movement, is it, uh, so 
the Wii, Wii, Wii. It's a maybe. Movement. It's a maybe movement. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it is a, it, it's an okay movement. It's the okay times with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's fine because I at least know that's, like, there is so very little, like, it, the percentage chance that that is going to be a bad match is so very low Yeah, that I feel like I'm going to be okay with it. Because uh, to the opposite of what you said, even if it's, like, Got a stinker build. An amazing match can do the same thing. But it's got to have one or the other. Like, yep. if the blow-off is amazing, then it'll be great. But if the build is amazing, it doesn't matter how great the match is. My thing is this. Removing a tri- remo- adding a triple threat stipulation, and I realize this booking this year's Wrestlepalooza, adding that automatically lowers the stakes when you've got a guy like Roman Reigns or a guy like Edge. Because it's a matter of like, oh, one of them's gonna have to get pinned. Something amazing is going to have to happen for this match to end. Unfortunately for our good boy Debray, he's been thrown in as the, well, Daniel can get pinned and it's fine. He got pinned at the last two pay-per-views by Roman Reigns. It don't matter. Uh, Stop making this worse for me. This is the only thing that I have to look forward to in <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Uh, on to NXT news. Uh, there's not really much of anything. The right. Wednesday Night Wars are over! Oh, shit. How did I forget about that? Yeah, they got bullied <laughs> off of Wednesday nights, which, by the way, Meltzer <laughs> did come out and say Triple H never officially said they were bullied <laughs> off of Wednesday nights. He just was like, hey, I want us to keep putting on the best show we can, but we're going to move to Tuesdays, yeah. which makes me it- happy. That is great. Like, I am 100% for um, NXT moving to a different night, just letting each show have its own time and not making people choose. Because so many people who watch NXT and AEW are the same people. Yeah. But I will say, company line Triple H would definitely use the term bullied. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, Taya Valkyrie is coming to NXT, and the way they're debuting her in in her vignettes... Is just her fucking Pomeranian pimping around the performance center. And it's the cutest shit on the planet. I love it. <laughs> I, I want to be the person that pitched that idea that's just like, no, wait, it was just Triple H. You've got a pretty cute uh, dog. We're gonna, you want to bring your dog to work and we'll just take a, a lot of B roll of the dog. <laughs> and I want to play with the dog, uh, okay? Please. Yeah, I, I hope this is them introducing the world's first dog wrestler. Ain't no rule in the WWE rulebook says a dog can't wrestle. And Taya's as long just as there. it's not against other dogs is the problem. No, no, that the can't dog. Happen. The dog will be facing Cameron Grimes in a winner take all false count anywhere match. <laughs> the dogs. I I bought too many dog coins and they're sending their enforcers. <laughs> I would fucking love if that's how they make Cameron Grimes lose all of his money, is if he got beat by a Pomeranian in a fight, and now it's the world's richest dog. Which, oh, by the way, I, I, don't, I don't even think I sent this in the chat. You know that's a shoot, right? That Cameron Grimes made money on GameStop and Do- 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 Doge- Dogecoins? Dogecoin? That's legit. 
He legitimately made a million dollars on the stock market <laughs> through investments, and then they made it his character. I am am I'm I'm awestruck by the fact that he was he got in early enough to make that much money if that's how much he made. Because even um even with the stock was like at forty dollars and when it jumped up to its highest, which is I think three fifty. You'd still have to invest a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it was calls. Unless they did calls or options. Oh, but this is those not big the po- This is not words. the podcast for this. Um, <laughs> God, where is it? There was a... We're gonna move on to AEW now. And the fucking alien is back. And Trent is back. I thought Trent was um, out for months. But holy yeah, shit, a- homeboy came back, didn't he? Yeah, I thought, what what happened to him? Because I thought that it was a bad injury, too. Yeah, so did I, but apparently, no. It was it was straight up just like he, he came back in Sue's van. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Statlander popped out of a crane machine, and, uh, like, I was about to call him Icarus, and I know that's wrong. Excalibur with the best <laughs> call of the night. The alien from the claw machine! Fuck yes. From the claw machine. The, uh, that was fucking great. Uh, Orange Cassidy's new music, man. It slaps. Oh, yeah, it's fucking uh, from Fight Club, right? Yeah. Oh, God, where is it? I'm trying to find the quote from the person who was reviewing AEW, because it was the best thing I've ever read in my entire life. They were reviewing AEW. And they they had to leave the computer, and their wife took over mm-hmm. for them. Oh, and, you posted that in the chat, yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. And it was the intro to um, Good Brothers and Kenny versus Laredo Kid and the Lucha Bros. Do you have it? I can't find it for some reason. Oh, God, no. Uh, oh, shit. Why did it disappear? Where did it go? Oh. No, that's a Triple H thing. Oh, I what sent it fuck? as a quote, that's why. Oh. Yeah, they said, Two Catmans and a Darth Vader <laughs> enter the ring. Cut to a promo where they talk about how they're gonna beat up Kenny Omega and company. Uh-oh, here comes Kenny Omega, looking like he just blew rails in the back and flanked by frickin' frack. <laughs> Fucking that rips. Is... It's so good. If if John Moxley hasn't called the Good Brothers frickin' frack yet... Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the world is coming to. And that is na- such a And we now also officially have the Young Bucks facing off against Kenny and the Good Brothers. It's finally popping off. Which means six man action, Moxley and the Bucks versus Omega and the Good Brothers. Oh shit, yes. That's gonna fucking slap. I'm no. looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm having fun. Like Happy. that slapped. Uh, the arcade of whatever match was fucking amazing because apparently if you give the best friends a gimmick match they will deliver i yeah that that actually tracks more than i i would have thought because i feel like the best friends that that is where they would shine the more gimmick there is the better for those guys because they can ham it up to yeah. 12 uh, in addition, you know how, like, when, with a star, the more mass a star grows, eventually it will collapse in on itself and form a black hole? That happened to the Nightmare family, because they just kept adding more shit in there, and then finally this week it collapsed as QT Marshall was like, I'm gonna form my own shit, and apparently some people were talking about, like, on Dark, 
if you paid attention, they'd been setting this up for a while. Where, like, nice. uh, Nick Camarado would be with QT, but none, no other members of the Nightmare family. When certain people were on commentary, they would be putting over QT and not the rest of the Nightmare family. Like, it, it was interesting to see that build up. I'm, I'm not excited, because it is QT Marshall. No offense, but, like, yeah, this is an, this is an interesting dynamic that they're taking here. Yeah, you never know, you know? Um, this actually reminded me of something I saw. Um, a guy who, um, basically his uh, philosophy is, I don't watch that much wrestling anymore, I listen to it, because the number of camera cuts on WWE gives me a headache. And he did a side-by-side comparison of, um, uh, this week's Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, and Dark. Yeah. And... I want you to guess. He compared the opening minute of each uh, main event yeah. um, for the four shows. How many camera cuts do you think Raw had compared In a to Dynamite? In mm-hmm. a minute? 16. Yeah. <laughs> 16 camera cuts in a minute. In a minute? 16 camera cuts. Do you want me to tell you how low ball that is oh my god no how uh scotty there were 16 camera cuts in the first 20 seconds holy shit um by the time we get to the end aw dynamite 11 camera cuts okay wwe raw 49 jesus h christ holy shit because, uh, and he locked it down, too, in saying that if you watch WWE, every time there's an impact, there's a camera cut. So that is just, like, basically, it feels like it is ingrained in the production team's brain that when they see a hit, they cut. God, that sucks. Like, I understand it somewhat because that hides the bump. That hides if any errors happen. But also, uh-huh. fuck that. That sucks. Yep. That sucks then- so much. But then he compared it to, ah, uh, Dylan's not here, so he won't appreciate it as much. New Japan. Yeah. Barely any fucking camera cuts. And he's like, oh, yeah. I fucking did, I, I just did this, uh, this match from Kenny Okada. A little bit more high profile, of course. But they didn't touch each other for the first 50 seconds. The camera didn't move. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just... Also, speaking of New Japan, and I'm going to wait till next week for us to cover this, but they do have the new heavyweight championship um, created, and it, it, okay, it looks like the title belt of a Japanese wrestling company. Does not look like the title belt of New Japan, if that now makes sense. I, I get, yeah, I get it, because that's the funny thing that I realized is, oh man, I really like that belt. I don't like it compared to the old belt. Yeah, to what we had. To what we had. It is a step down from what we had. But what it is, is it looks like Vegeta's armor from Dragon Ball Z. It and really I can't, does. Can't get that image out of my head anymore. Um, and I, I love it for that. But it's not as good as the New Japan belt. This should have been a secondary title, something else. Yeah. Um, uh, although not the Intercontinental title. If it was still here, then it should not have replaced that one. Um, because I liked the IC belt for New Japan better than the WHC. Oh, 100%. I'm going to be that guy. 
Uh, in ROH news, fucking Dalton Castle resigned, so unfortunately we will get no Peacock in uh, AEW. Uh, There's a new stable now, because Brody King just can't stop having stables. And But the thing that interested me in it is, uh, you remember when you first heard about the Inner Circle, and you're like, that's yeah. five people that shouldn't be together? <laughs> That's how I feel about this new stable with Brody King. So you you know Brody King, big lumberjack tattooed motherfucker. Yeah. The dirty daddy himself, Chris Dickinson. Homicide. And the weirdest addition, the man who we saw ride a scooter around a ring in Nashville, <laughs> Tony fucking Deppin. What is this stable? Okay. okay, okay. That is, do you know what I love about this? Because this is the most we've talked about Ring of Honor in months. Yeah. I am having this moment of like, oh, I remember those guys. What are those guys up to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in addition, Why haven't well, I heard about them in a while? Oh. Well, the only thing that, they, uh, that they've done that's good is sign Danhausen, who's recently started to adopt using the good night housing, AKA the GTS. And he tweeted a gif of him using it and tweeted CM Punk. Thank you. CM Punk for the finisher. Dan Housen stole it. And then punk responded saying, Hey, you might want to buzz the other guy. Cause he seems real sensitive about people using it fully endorsed by me though. It's very evil. Fucking loved that. Very good. <laughs> And are you ready for the icing on this cake, Blake Tanner? Uh-huh. Kenta responded! Yes! Hey, this is the other guy. I'm super excited to see anyone use go to sleep. Except for you. Good night. <laughs> see, that's I... one of those things. Because I know how unlikable CM Punk can be. And you yeah. can tell me if there's a backstory behind this, but I'm like, that work or shoot? No, I think it's a. I think that's a work. I think they both because okay. I. Problem with Kenta, when he came to WWE, mm -hmm. is all of his moves that had already been stolen. The fucking yeah. the knee, the, the knee plus from Daniel is mm -hmm. one of his. The GTS to Punk, like all his shit yeah. got ripped off by WWE guys. So that probably gave him a little bit of a, a not good feeling. That is how I would feel. Although it 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 felt better because he did have that moment of when is he gonna hit the go to sleep? When is he gonna hit the go to sleep? We's gonna go to sleep. And yeah. then he did it, and I don't think it was it was it at the takeover before WrestleMania or was it just at a show? I think it was at it was back. It was when he returned, if I remember correctly, that he hit it, and it the world went wild. I think it might have been yeah. NXT after Takeover, perhaps. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but it it was something like that, and then we were fucking ecstatic, and then I think he got hurt again not too long afterwards because that was Kenta's whole story in NXT, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know what's not unfortunate for us? All of our patrons at patreon.com slash loadwbs, the website where you can support us and get access to exclusive content from Wrestling History X to us reacting to old episodes of JWF. It's all there for you to check out at patreon.com slash loadwbs. Hey, at Danhausen, we like your good, good knee move. Congrats.
Oh, man. I, I love that even when Dylan's not here, I don't have to participate in this segment. It's, uh, hey, at Danhausen, we like your good, good knee move. Congrats on taking it from the Pepsi man. Hashtag Dan, Dan Watchhausen. All right. Well, Blake, let's get into our heels and oh, wait, it's that time of the show. That time oh. of the show, you know, to talk about what did Jericho do this week? And it's a short one this week, luckily. But oh, the inner circle, after getting beat down by the pinnacle like a month ago, finally mm-hmm. made their grand return. And during that, Jake Hager picked up Wardlow, fucking rock bottom him, threw a massage table. Threw a nice. fucking massage table. Those are thick. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara fucking hit feast your eyes on... Um, fucking uh, not Ty Dellinger but that's his old name and then slammed his head into a door Dax Hardwood was bleeding like a stuck pig and Ortiz and Santana were just wrecking FTR and then Jericho grabs Maxwell and just puts his head in the toilet he just puts his head in the toilet and gives him a little swirly Oh, so this is the bullying culture that Triple H was talking about. See, that's my thing. I'm like, Chris, but like, because he, the dismount was good because the dismount was taking Max and throwing him through like one of those fridges that have a glass door, throwing him through one of those and then dragging him out, ripping off the pinnacle's name off of the dressing room and then putting inner circle back up. That was nice. But hey, Chris, bud. D- fucking, I understand. It does kind of look like you're trying to drown Max, but it also looks like mm-hmm. you're doing an elementary school goof on him. And like, no, that's not the energy we need from you this week, Chris. Yeah, the, like, especially, especially at, during this big beatdown segment. Because I was about to say, this segment on his own, like, where if the climax of whatever shit they were talking at one point ends up with MJF getting a swirly from Jericho and somehow like getting repaid for it by MJF that that would have been a great segment on its own not as part of this greater beatdown oh no the fucking open of it was artful because MJF is talking about like all the stuff he's got he's got an interior designer he's got their own like suit designer now and he goes, we're finally going to get rid of the stink out of here. And then he opens the door to the bathroom and the inner circle are just all standing there, which is which means that the inner circle was just chilling in that toilet for a very long time. But NJF opens the door, pauses, looks at them and then just shuts the door and says, we got to go. <laughs> it was it was so fucking good. <laughs> but uh, Great now comedic let's... timing on that motherfucker. Yeah, but for right now, let's get into our heels and baby faces. And this one's a little different. I want to start with baby faces because our okay. heel is going to lead into my end segment. So, Blake, would okay. you like to start or me to start on baby faces? I'll start on my baby face because I'd really like to talk about them, but I, you know, not too much to talk about. Um, yeah. They, uh, so, uh, not too long ago, I can't remember how long ago they did this, um, but. The New Day put up their Royal Rumble gear for auction um, to benefit Food Link New York. Was that the In, was that the Brody? The, ge- that was the Brody gear. Yeah, it was the Brody gear. Um, In memory of Brody, and 
That gear sold for $11,000. Fuck yeah, that's awesome! Yep. Uh, Biggie posted this wonderful, heartfelt tweet uh, earlier today. Yeah. And it is... Biggie is one of the most wholesome people that I've ever seen, which is amazing because Biggie is also my uncle and my daddy. This is the man. This is the man who talks with his hips ninety eight percent of the time. Because when he talks with his words, he makes you cry. Oh yeah, I mean, like I I remember like last summer after the George Floyd shooting, like that episode of New Day, Feel the Power, like holy shit, like that the impact that had was amazing. And this just really speaks to me, just how. How easy it is, like, Biggie comes naturally to this charisma where he can connect to people. He's got a real natural empathy, and he just makes you feel like he is on your side and you are on his, and everything's gonna be okay. And so, big props to the New Day, big props to Biggie. What was the tweet? Do you you have it pulled up? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a video that he did. Oh, um, okay, it, okay. Yeah. yeah. The text is, thank you to everyone who bid on the New Day Royal Rumble gear. We were able to send $11,354 to Food Link New York. We love you, Brody. Hell yeah. See, when you brought the New Day as baby faces, I thought it was because of the grand return of Big Money Coffee Kingston on New Day Field of Power. Make the money for the babies. I talked to them. They said, Kofi, you don't want to be from Africa. I said, it doesn't matter. It's just a show. I'm making the money for my kids. I go and I invest it. Invest it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Somewhere in the world, Apollo Crews just got a tinge in the back of his head. <laughs> and he just felt off God, for some reason. Kofi is a master of accents. Like, I rewatched yeah. him doing the Stone Cold promo, and, like, he nailed it. The dude has accents out the ass. <laughs> yeah, he uh, just went on a fucking rant as, Co- as Jamaican Kofi Kingston Kofi. on Feel the Power, and it slowly turned into a heel promo where he was big money Kofi Kingston. Kofi King- <laughs> I remember. God, that reminds me of one of my favorite segments. The New Day Time Machine segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I want to stay I, back here. Let me yeah. stay back here. That was so fucking good. The lights come up on this cardboard box. Yeah. Uh, well, my ba- I've got two baby faces of the week. One's really short, but it just came out on Nintendo Switch. It's also available on Steam and the Xbox Marketplace right now, I think. I don't think it's on PlayStation yet, but uh, holy shit, Retromania Wrestling is legit. Like, it is a sequel to the original WrestleFest game from the 80s. I just got it the other night, and I beat every possible game variation there is. There's a story mode where you play as John Morrison, and you can, like, go down routes of being a heel or a babyface. You fight the Blue World Order. You fight, like, Nick Aldis. You fight uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and they've got, like, little cartoons of them during, like, the anim- the storytelling bits. The animations are the funniest shit on the planet. The Zack Sabre Jr. looks like a he looks like a broomstick. What made became a human, and it is oh, fucking hilarious. I am seeing like the the awesome caricature style art yeah. too for the characters, and 
I love all of these. The one that caught my eye the most off of this image search is Colt Cabana. Oh, yeah. Colt's is very good. Because his Actually, head... No, no. If you want the best Retromania um, a caricature, it is Matt Cardona. Just I literally look. just It's so good. Cardona. It's so fucking good. He looks like a, a little... He looks like a little pug dog that someone yelled at. It's fucking great. It looks like he can't breathe correctly. Yeah, he looks like one of those dogs with the smushed up noses that can't breathe right. Yeah. Uh, Also, also his chin is the size of Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) And also, the main reason I got this game is this is the video game debut of none other than War Horse. Nice. Uh, also, doesn't Mega Ran make an appearance? Mega Ran does not make an appearance. He made the music for it, though. He made okay. the music. Um, but yeah, That's Warhorse. Awesome. Like there was a in. They did a whole like tournament of indie wrestlers, and the winner would get put in the game. And Warhorse ended up winning. So now I I ended up playing uh the the ten pounds of gold story where you can go through and beat a bunch of wrestlers and win the NWA. World Heavyweight Championship, and I won it with Warhorse. Horse. But nice. That, that's just my secondary baby face. My main baby face of the week is Christian. 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 Because he made his in ring return debut for AEW this week, and it just kind of made me real. Like, for, the match was good. It wasn't anything over the top phenomenal, but it was very good technical shit. Frankie Kazarian fucking can go. Like, I I know SCU is kind of hit or miss with me, but holy shit, when Kaz wants to go, Kaz can go. And just seeing Christian back made me realize, like, when Edge retired, he retired on top of his game, winning the championship. When Daniel Bryan had to retire, like, it was a year later, but, like, his last match was winning the IC title, and now they come back, like, Oh, we didn't leave on our terms. I'm like, well, motherfucker, you left on top. <laughs> if anything else, you left on top. Christian just disappeared. And then they said, you can't wrestle anymore. It wasn't even like a doctor looked at him. It was just like one day they're like, yeah, no, you're retired. You can't wrestle anymore. Which because is the ultimate he- not going out on your terms. He disappeared right after he lost the IC championship, didn't he? I think so. It was either the IC or the... Yeah, yeah, that thing. It was the IC because Big E won it, and Big E um, had it at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, But yeah, just the fact that he's gotten to come back is great, and the fact that he's getting to be Christian Cage, because, like, no offense to... Some offense, all offense to WWE, they would not have booked him right. Because of fucking Vince, and I'm excited to see- Goddamn right. I'm excited to see Christian, if this is his last run, be in a place where they're treating him with fucking respect of a guy who can be a top guy, of a guy who could be- Because, like, Edge is fucking- Guy who never got his chance, period. End of story. Like, he never got the, uh, the same following of Daniel Bryan that literally forced him to the top. He is just Christian. Yeah. And that was all all he would ever be in WWE, even though he could be so much more. Well, and what would have been worse is coming back now, he would have been Edge's friend. And they would have been like, like maybe they would have gotten a tag title run as like a 
a, a team from the past, but I like that they separated because then it becomes more of a big deal that both of these guys are back and kicking ass at the top of their game. So yeah, just fuck yeah, Christian. I'm excited to see him back. The dude, he's earned the named Captain Charisma, in my opinion. And also, like, I, you hear so many stories about, and uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's lost many steps at all, um, but like, just how- well, There was a little bit of ring rust, I will give him that, yeah. but also- he ain't been in the fucking ring for seven years, so I'm nope. gonna give him a pass. I, uh, I, I will need to point out, yeah, because to your point, man took a fucking Spanish fly. Oh, yeah, that motherfucker took a Spanish fly off the top rope, because holy shit, Christian's a psychopath. Yeah, it's like, okay, listen, hey, listen, guys, um, I, I just really need to do this one test here, so, like, if I can do this and not fuck my neck up, then we're good. Yeah. Well, not only that, like, he... I'm happy... This one sounds weird, but I'm happy he's in a place with people who will take the kill switch with respect. Because I think yes. that's the first... That's the first thing they teach you in the developmental center, is just like, yeah, when you take the kill switch, just fall on your belly and lay there. Frankie went down, popped back up, and flopped onto his back. Like, it made it look brutal. Which is how a kill switch should look. Yeah, um, that is a good fucking sell right there. And I love Christian. Well, now on to our heels of the week. Would you like to start, Blake Tanner? Yes, um, I have two. Um, <laughs> one I've got to go back to right now. But my, uh, my shorter one is wrestling apathy in general. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, just in the fact that, like, Dynamite was so fucking good this week. I can't begin to just say, like, I think that was just a, a for weekly wrestling TV, an amazing show. Oh, maybe yeah. even five stars. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Five stars with the with the best friend segment at the end. I'll give it that. Um, but I just don't care. I just, <laughs> just I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. And it hurts me. It hurts me to say that about wrestling, something that I've loved for so long, although you have loved it for longer, and you are in the same boat, or a similar boat. I think it's just because there's so much at once right yeah. now, and like, yeah, in the beginning, the whole Wednesday Night War thing was fun, but now I'm just like, I just, wanna, I just want to watch good fucking wrestling, wherever it is, and, but I, I get bogged down with, the bullshittery of WWE that then when I go into AEW because of the Wednesday Night War thing, I'm like, oh, look, they did this better than that. Or, oh, I'm, com I'm just comparing mm -hmm. them and I'm not worrying about and I'm worrying too much about like, oh, are they doing this right? Is this yeah. an issue? I'm not. It's yeah. So like apathy sucks to a point where I I'm going to make a proposal later in the show that I've already made okay. in private, and I will make in public today. Okay, good. I was just about to mention that, so I'll let you get to it. But um, I'll I'll also say, surprisingly enough, it it feels like the Wednesday Night Wars turned on your inner like your actor, like your inner performer to wrestling in a way that it's never happened before, and that's surprising to see. Yeah, well, yeah, because, like, I, I analyze shit, so, like, and because, like, I have NXT and AEW right there, I'm like, okay, this show does this better, this show does this better, 
and I focus on it, and then I also, like, nitpick shit. Like, I still don't love the format of AEW. This week's was good, like you said, because, yeah. like, they, the biggest match on the card was the last match. Second biggest match on the card they opened with. Yeah, that that fucking works. But, like, every <laughs> once in a while, they'll do shit that fucks up. But let's move on to your main heel. If it is it what I forced you into bringing. It is, because the more I read about this, the more confused I am. I had already um, seen this not realizing the wrestling connection, and it's so fucking good. Okay, that's that's great. So, um, I will open this by saying a, uh, a Texas congressional uh, representative, uh, unfortunately last year, passed away due to COVID-19 after he said that COVID-19 wasn't real. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, sorry, it's sad. Sorry, it's sorry, sad. sorry, he, sorry, he, he, sorry. He did. He is gone. He is no longer with us after saying that COVID wasn't real and dying of the thing that he thought was fake. Um, so, one of the potential candidates to take over his seat, I, I need you to stop doing this lightsaber thing. With the flashlight that you've got in your vape. Uh, <laughs> this is serious. It's... We're discussing Texas congressional nominees on our it's... wrestling podcast. It is more interesting than my heel right now. It literally, <laughs> everything that I'm seeing on your screen is more interesting than this right now. Like, the fact that you've got your Spider-Man hand holding that uh, Nintendo zapper. Or that your PlayStation's... Uh, Table is a bunch of toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's about... Uh, and he, no. This man was a former contestant on Tough Enough, and he ran in Nevada, if I'm re remembering correctly. Oh. And he no, no, he was... Um, It was somewhere out east, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember, but I remember... No, the it was Nevada. He ran yeah. as, like, a very by the books like i don't have any big stances on anything i'm just a family man who loves his family and women and and god and then he went to texas <laughs> and yep. so uh, this man who uh god. in that nevada campaign it was it came up that his uh his portrayal of a suburban father of six children uh, also ended up with his wife's history of calling 911 on him for alleged battery oh no and in an advertisement for that campaign, he said the words, I have no conviction. Which is what you want from a politician. Um, yep. And someone made a, a hypercut of, his, of his, his promo for his Nevada run, and then his promo for his Texas run, and it's the funniest shit on the planet. Because he's like, what's his name, Big? Fake Texas accent. Yeah, he's like, hey, my name's Big Bill Bender Dick, and I'm here to run for Texas primary. I like my guns like I like my beef hard and in my mouth. <laughs> now let's get it going. The unfortunate um, thing about this, though, is that he is more likely. Oh, yeah, without win. a doubt. Um, because it is... I'm, I'm looking at it right now. And let me tell you something. It is right south of Dallas. It is gerrymandered to shit. Oh, yeah. 
It's um, rough, but yeah, he's uh, he's using his wrestling pro- history to try to get a seat in Texas because it's what he's doing. He's cutting a promo on the state of Texas and saying yep. like, "And you know who can stop him?" Bam, 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 me, a real American. It's I hate this congressional map, by the way, because it has two full rural Texas counties and southeastern Fort Worth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, and this guy's going to run for that seat to represent them in Congress. Yeah, so that sucks. Well, let's get into my heel of the week. And we've already discussed it, but it is WrestleMania. Because, oh, fuck, how did they do so bad? How? Because, like, WrestleMania, they plan a year out. And obviously, like, shit's been up in the air for a while with Mania. But usually they'll have a pretty good plan about three months out. Meaning that there should be some of this that is unexcusable. So, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Ruined. Because instead of it being a real feud, they decided to make it a feud with Nia and Shayna. And only start turning up the intensity now two weeks ahead of WrestleMania. Where they teased it for so long that the tease got boring. Yeah. Uh, Lashley versus McIntyre, which is a match that should have happened at Fastlane. Bad Bunny versus The Miz, which should be a tag match. The New Day versus AJ Styles and a man who has never wrestled before. Why? Why would this be the debut? I understand you want AJ Styles on the biggest stage of them all. You want AJ Styles at Mania. This is not where you put AJ Styles at Mania. No, it's not. It it fucking sucks. Um, AJ Styles is thrown into just this... And all of these guys, like, what is this match supposed to do for yeah. any of them? Yeah, exactly. Strowman versus Shane, which we talked about last week, and it's only gotten worse from there. Um, Cesaro Rollins, honestly, may have the best build of anything on this show. It may have the best build of anything on this show, and that's saying a lot. Uh, uh, Roman, Edge, Daniel, we've already discussed that. Daniel is there to be the fall guy, unfortunately, unless he wins, in which case, fuck yeah. Um, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, once again, should be excited for, but they're not really doing much with it. They just decide, they literally said, oh, Charlotte's not here, let's put in Rhea. And guess what the majority of Rhea's interviews have been about? Charlotte getting added into that match. Like, Rhea's like, oh, she'll probably get added in, but like... I'd like to face Oscar one-on-one, but... Yeah, me too. Probably not gonna let me do it. Uh, Fiend versus Randy Orton. God, that's... I remember when they brought the Fiend to Raw and how mad I got. Because I'm like, oh, good. All of the good Fiend shit's gone. Because now he's just melt, man. Now he's just a (laughs) melty pile of goo. Uh, you remember when we were excited about the Fiend? I mean, I was, and then they made him a melt man. And the fact that he's a melt man now means, assumedly, the storyline is Bray Wyatt is dead. The Fiend is alive now, which means one of the best parts about The Fiend, the Firefly Funhouse, is no longer here. Meaning that this 
epic breakdown of Randy Orton's career a la last year's Firefly Funhouse match probably ain't gonna fucking happen. And that's shitty. Uh, Biggie versus Apollo Crews because I, okay, I, it's, it's a rough storyline, but at least it has intensity, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. the more and more this goes on, the more and more I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess this is the first year that I really have no reason to watch WrestleMania. I'm, I'm literally going on vacation with my wife for our anniversary. And usually on that kind of thing, I'd be like, can we get to the back to the hotel so I can watch Mania? I don't know if I will. I probably will just be reading about it. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, guess who they're rumoring to get involved with that? Oh, Logan Paul, the man what took a video of a dead guy in Japan. Yeah, he's going to get involved in that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Did you I, not I know about kinda... this? No, 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 I did not. Like I told you, I've been in a in a bubble of no WWE news basically. And I I what so you huh. know S- Sammy's been doing the storyline where he's like the WWE's running a conspiracy against me and then he's got a video crew following him so he can make a documentary. Next week he's having the premiere of his documentary and Logan Paul is going to attend. And the rumor is He's going to get involved at Mania. Because fuck it. Because fuck it. Oh, and then Riddle versus Sheamus, because they had a really good match one time, and I like to think Vince saw that and said, I'll just put that on at Mania. I know they can put on a good match, so it doesn't matter. We're just going to put it here. Um, Riddle being here sucks, but whatever. Like, it is what it is. And, and it's just like, at, at this point, you either decide to accept it or you decide to stop watching the show and reading the cage side seats. Yeah. But I do want to very quickly, uh, before the show, I told you I was doing an experiment. I wanted to do a little quick experiment before the show. So I looked at my, I set a 10 minute timer on my Google home and I said, can I in 10 minutes Create a better WrestleMania card than Vince McMahon. Oh, God, you're about to do a fantasy booking, aren't it's you? Not a, it's, it's a list. It's not really a okay. fantasy booking. Um, I, I was about to say, th- this would have been the moment where Dylan actually joins the call and <laughs> shuts you down so hard that it doesn't happen. All right, uh, opening match of night one. Uh there, uh, certain things will have had to have been adjusted in the past for this to happen. So this is, say, I booked this at the Rumble and then planned everything going forward like to give normal, me this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Hurt Business, who did not break up, versus the New Day, versus a united front of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Okay, up that's next, good for night one, you know? Up next, Braun Strowman versus Baba Tunde. Because <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't know. That was a moment of panic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's, a, that's your second one. That is my moment of panic. Um, then there was, a, we didn't bring this up during the Daniel Bryan rant. 
Daniel Bryan literally booked a better idea than a triple threat because he goes, there are two nights to WrestleMania. Night one, Roman versus Edge. Night two, me versus the winner of that match. And um, God, I love yeah. that idea. It works for New Japan. It could easily work here. I made one change to it. Instead of Roman versus Edge, Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Winner faces Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan overcomes Edge, who at the end of the match just looks at him so pissed off before shaking his hand. Uh, oh, God, he gave him that Edge look, too. The, the Edge look. Uh, then for oh. the women's tag titles, Baszler and Jax versus the Riot Squad, who managed to overcome after Baszler abandons Nia. Actually, no, after Nia abandons Baszler and leaves her to get beat down. Up next, nice, nice. Orton versus Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. Obviously, breakdown of his career. Fun thing. Um, Adam from What Culture, actually, or not from What Culture anymore. He's on uh, Wrestle Talk. Had a great idea, which was, what if during that match, uh, Bray says, I can't beat you, Randy, because there's only one person who you really need to be having a match with. John comes John back. Cena. John <laughs> runs away, and then he shows up on SmackDown with a full beard. <laughs> um then for the Intercontinental Championship, Biggie Langston, because I'm giving him his name back, takes on Cesaro. Those motherfuckers can have great tag matches. A singles uh. match would be amazing. Uh. Uh, then Sorry. women's championship for SmackDown, Bianca versus Sasha, keep that. Then for the WWE Universal Championship. Actually, no, I think this is... Which one's on what show? Doesn't matter. Yeah. The American Battletoad Bobby Lashley versus, obviously, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Knew, knew that was how this was going to end. Yep. So that's the end. Of, that's, the, that's the main event of night one. Night two opens with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which Thank is you. won by a returning Aleister Black. Very nice, very mm -hmm. nice. Uh, up next for the U.S. Championship, Matt Riddle faces Mustafa Ali. Retribution has not broken away from him. They interfere and allow Ali to pick up the victory and the U.S. Championship. Uh, the next paper, this I actually did fantasy book this in a little bit, which would have the next pay per view. Retribution gets banned from ringside, and but there is still a moment where Ali distracts the referee. And then just like this hulking beast gets in the ring, piles over Riddle, beats the living hell out of him, allowing Ali to hit a, uh, hit a 450 for the victory. Or is it the 054? Whatever. And then afterwards, Retribution gets in the ring. Big Man gets in the ring. It's Keith Lee. Keith Lee has joined Retribution. That's how you make that shit a serious stable now. Oh my god. Oh my. Then, for the Raw Women's Championship, if we want to keep Rhea Ripley, we can, but I have Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. And that's why Nia attacked her the night before, is jealousy over Shayna getting this opportunity. Oh, so we could have had Shayna getting the opportunity at Fastlane, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Or even before, like, fuck. Oh, wait, no, Nia gets the opportunity at Fastlane, loses... And then Shayna wins a match, and then Nia's like, why? No, no, I, I deserve it. I've already fought her and nearly beat her once. Um, then, just because, honestly, it's, it's good for money. And I know WWE likes money. 
And if you want a marketable match to bring in people who don't like wrestling, Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest is not bad. It's good. The problem right now is that Damian Priest isn't in the fucking match. This is supposed to be his star-making match, not Bad Bunny's. Yeah, that is a good point. Bad Bunny, he has put the work in, but he is not a wrestler. Yeah. So you put him with somebody who you want to, like, show their shit. Yeah. And fuck, that would be a great place for Damian Priest. Uh, then we have a Fatal 4-Way tag match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships where the rude, rude Ziggles take on the Street Profits, take on Otis and Gable, take on, and I don't know if this is possible, a returning Usos who win, and then Bloodline is draped in gold. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, no Logan Paul, instead unsanctioned street fight that ends after Kevin Owens hits a fucking cannonball off the top of that fucking pirate ship and <laughs> kills Sami Zayn. <laughs> All right, you got it. You, you won it with that one. And then uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. And uh, I hate to tell you this, but Daniel Bryan does lose because I'm not get taking that title away from Roman yet. If you had done something similar to what happened at Fastlane without Edge, then oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then in the main event, oh, that's right. Roman Reigns is not the main event because what did I say earlier? You can't have a WrestleMania without AJ Styles taking on the doctor of thugonomics himself, John Cena, and John Cena's final match in WWE. Oh. AJ Styles defeats John Cena and retires him from professional wrestling. That was my Hail Mary. That was my Hail Mary. Because I was like, who could retire him? Like, not Edge. I wouldn't do Orton again. AJ's the only person who could put on a phenomenal match with him, no pun intended, and literally take the, take the title of greatest living professional wrestler from John Cena. I, I'm going to be honest. After that Suicide Squad trailer, I'm like, oh, nope, John's gone. John is gone. John's gone. John is stone cold gone. He's, he's never going to get number 17 at this point. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, by the way, definitely go listen to Adam Blompier's fantasy booking of John Cena's final run. Because it's great. Because he figures out how to do a Cena heel turn that's not a heel turn. And it's very good. But, like I said, I do have a proposal. And... Originally, I said if either of you can, because like I am ahead in the prediction series to an almost violent, by a violent amount, I'm ahead. If either of you could get within five points of me, we're not going to talk about WWE for the next year. That was my proposal. My new proposal is this. We're not talking about WWE for the next year. <laughs> Because, like, it says a lot when, like, we bragged about AEW making this show happy again. Mm -hmm. AEW made us, like, excited to talk about wrestling. 
this is uh, this is my theory. WWE is so shit, it's interfering with our ability to enjoy normal good wrestling. <laughs> I'm getting rid yeah. of it. All right, you know what? I am a hundred percent with you right here, and I think Dylan will concur. Um, and now that we have so much uh, AEW to watch, it's like we could just cover those shows every week. Well, we're gonna cover AEW. We're gonna lean heavier into covering Impact. Maybe mm-hmm. ROH, because uh, they seem to have been cleaning up their shit. Dylan's going to have more time to talk about New Japan. Um, uh, oh, and of course, we're finally going to start discussing the greatest professional wrestling show we do not watch, NWA Power. You know what? That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point right there. There's a uh. lot of good wrestling, and we've been choosing to neglect it. I've been choosing to neglect it. To focus on the big dog in the hunt, WWE. But for the next year, no more. After WrestleMania, we are strictly a non-WWE podcast, at least until next Mania. And what does that mean for the prediction series? It means we predict other shit. We predict Impact. We predict AEW. We predict NWA pay-per-views, but we do not predict WWE. Although I did think, what if we each pit draft, like, one wrestler from WWE that we do get to talk about? So, like, if, if a story happens about Cameron Grimes, Dylan can talk about it. Anyone else we can't talk about. Alright, I, I do like the idea of the one wrestler draft, because that could keep me talking about Daniel Bryan ad infinitum. <laughs> Alright, but until next week, what did you learn this week, Blake Tanner? Fuck! I learned that uh, Double Fistin wasn't enough to get through this episode. <laughs> and I learned that in, I can do a better job than Vince McMahon in ten fucking minutes. <laughs> but until next time, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And also, the Future Best Friends on YouTube, where my friend Hagen and I are doing this retrospective uh, playthrough of Fallout 3, and we're going to look towards other games that we want to play that we haven't played in a long time, or maybe ever, older retro games. And I say that th- with the idea that Fallout 3 is a retro game in mind. came out in 2008, I think. More than likely. Oh, shit. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E. Mo and check out all my other podcasts from fun fiction to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic or, of course, JWF Monday Night Ignition. We just finished Wrestlepalooza, which, by the way, it fucked me up so much that Wrestlepalooza didn't come out on Mania. And so every week for the past three weeks, I've thought was Wrestlemania week. I'm not even lying. I've just been like, oh, it must be. I can't wait to watch it this Sunday, Saturday. Fuck, whatever. It's cool. I mean, that's just a prelude to us not tying ourselves to WWE anymore. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Uh, go check out Megaran. As we said, uh, Megaran's been doing a lot of great other stuff, so check out his music. Um, I'm sure there's something that you'll like. Yeah, and pick up Retromania Wrestling. It's fucking phenomenal and as always you can find us at a load of pure bs.com step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com find us on facebook donate to the patreon subscribe on youtube and remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show dan because when you're a fight boy housing you're a fight boy housing for life <laughs>